Welcome to the Watching World Podcast, a podcast of Abundant Life. I'm your host, Les Norman, and today we get back to one of, if not the favorite aspect of the Watching World Podcast. Every once in a while, we'll bring people in that maybe you don't know, that I don't know in depth for sure, but I'm getting to know, but it's called the Getting to Know You portion or episodes of the Watching World Podcast. And we got a couple of coolios in here today. It is the Weavers. Uh, Caleb Caleb, and Michaela Weaver joining us, guys. How are you? It's great to be here. Thank Doing you. Good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, it's a nice seat from the stage all the time, passing in the halls, but now I'm in control. Mm-hmm. Now I get to ask those <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it, it does kind of feel you got good. the mic. Just pride control, me, a lot of power. It's that pride. I got to stop doing that, man. I, uh, <laughs> I'll keep you in check. So two kids, right? You got to. We have two kids girls. at the same time. Twin yeah. girls. And and yet, remarkably, you look like you're awake. Yeah. Well, it's a miracle. Coffee. coffee the Lord, yeah. The Lord and coffee. coffee. A great miracle from the Lord. It is. Jesus we're we're actually, coffee. I mean, it's probably a little bit cliche, but we're big coffee people. I am too. Which, you know, my wife, Michaela, was a coffee roaster, and I was a barista. Air quotes. You can't see the air quotes, but barista. We yeah. We worked in coffee shops together, and... So we're real coffee people. We believe in the power yes. of coffee. Very nice. <laughs> and, and coffee does have power. So Caleb, you're the worship pastor here at Abundant Life. Yes, and Ma- sir. And Michaela, you're not on staff, but Mm-mm. you could be because I see you up there oftentimes. I just got to say this. Um, you know, when when God put us in lines of gifts, you two got splattered with, I'm sure there's many more gifts because I don't know you that well. And we're going to find out. But my goodness, um, Caleb, how many instruments do you play? 704? Well, <laughs> well. No, I didn't say uh, well, but I mean, you, you dabble. You, I you, dabble. I dabble. He could I, play anything. I play, <laughs> I mostly play guitar, but even that, um, self, it's kind of self-taught. And uh, I played saxophone. That was kind of my foray into music uh-huh. from junior high into college, and that was my thing. And band geek, band camp, marching band, all that kind of stuff. And then the things that I play now are all kind of happening simultaneously on the side, on my own, you know, no no formal training, but yeah, I dabble. And you have an incredible voice too, by the way, which I'm amazingly jealous of. And I've said this many (laughs) times as a former professional athlete that had played at baseball at the highest level in the major leagues. I am jealous of people that can play instruments, but especially those that can sing like you two. We can be jealous of each other. We'll be jealous of each other. uh, All right. I envy you, but that's fine. We'll have those weird, odd crushes on each other's (laughs) gifts. We'll just do it that way. And Michaela. The first time I heard you sing, the I don't I, obviously I'm bald. I shaved my head with maybe the seven hairs that grow after a month, but um, whatever <laughs> I had, my eyebrows, my mustache and goatee, the the hair in my arms just stood up. The gift of your voice Aww. is unbelievable. Thanks for sharing that with us. Well, thanks for letting me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So awesome. yeah, you, you guys got splattered with that with that incredible gift that I'm so jealous of. So we'll we'll get more to that, uh, but I will ask this question. Um, Michaela, I want to start with you. How do you feel when you sing? How does it make you feel? Hmm. Um, I would definitely say it's, it feels the most natural. It feels like it's, um, I know it sounds cheesy, but like a native language or like, it's like, it's the best, um, it's the best way that I, I feel like the most in line, like mentally, emotionally, spiritually when I'm, and it's not even singing. It's when I'm worshiping or when I'm leading worship, because Throughout my life, I've gotten to feel that difference between this is me singing and this is me mm, leading worship. That's good. And so singing, I love singing, but singing always, like with everything else, um, ultimately it just kind of leaves you empty because you don't get to see the fruit of that right. as often. That makes sense. But whenever I'm leading worship, 
that's when I feel the most alive and it never tires me. I could probably do it every day and never get tired of it. So it's awesome. Yeah, I feel I feel the most alive and the most me when I'm when I'm doing that. It's a great answer, okay. and good luck following that, Caleb. I'm gonna ask you <laughs> yeah. the same question. Uh, same here. <laughs> yeah. Next question, Les. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. But I mean, you know, being talented to be able to play all those instruments and to be able to worship and and do those things, you know, I'm sure somewhere along similar lines, but I'm sure it has to make you feel pretty pretty strong. And, yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things for me because it's funny, Michaela and I, our paths crossed later, but mm-hmm. we kind of have similar stories and backgrounds in in this, and. I for sure didn't pursue a lot of formal training. Like I didn't grow up thinking, I'm going to do this when I grow up. This is what I was built for. This is what I was made to do. It was definitely a journey of self-discovery and getting a lot of favor and being blessed and having a lot of really formative relationships with people that mentored me and poured into me and kind of pointed me in the right direction. But I definitely, I mean, not to just copycat, but that was pretty brilliant. Um, (laughs) But just, yeah, I feel like, man, when I'm doing this, I feel like I'm doing what I was made to do, at least for this season of my life. I don't, my identity isn't completely wrapped up in those gifts because I think those things right. are going to fade. Like I know that. I've always known that. I'm like one day I'm not going to be able to do this stuff anymore. Yeah, I can't run, um, throw, hit. I can't do those yeah. things Exactly. Yeah. But if your identity was wrapped up in that, you'd have a problem when mm-hmm. you retired. You know what I mean? So and like, I know that, do. Right, exactly. Do. Yeah. And I see that myself. So I mean, I've tried to learn and observe and watch other people as they age through <laughs> this process um, to just remind myself, man, this isn't who I am, but it's what God has given me an aptitude to do right now. And I mm-hmm. want to pour myself into this. And as I do that, I feel his affirmation and I feel... Like I'm alive doing this mm. and I want to give my my all to it for as long as he has me in that position. That's so, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caleb and Michaela Weaver are our guests. We're in our one of, if not the favorite part of the Watching World podcast for me is getting to know you, getting to dive into people because schedules get busy. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes this is my way to corner people that I want to get to know I get to get <laughs> under the guise of the podcast. So this yeah. this is serving two purposes for me, for getting for people to get to know you, but then for me to dive in. So Michaela, I want to ask you first, the big question, this isn't the question I want you to answer now because I'm going to, okay, how did you guys meet? Tell us mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about it before, but I want people to know there's a little bit of a funny Frisbee incident. We're going to get to and maybe some other <laughs> stuff that I don't know about. It, it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't funny at the time. But no, we'll, yeah, I was trying to play it cool. So. Yeah, but I'm sure you did. But uh, so, Michaela, we'll start with you. Uh, tell me what it was like growing up in your house, uh, you know, family, faith, anything you want to share. What was it like growing up you? Yeah, so I grew up in a family of, there were seven of us total, including my Whoa. parents. Um, so five kids. It was a big family and my parents were both in ministry. My dad was a pastor. Um, at a, actually a local church here in downtown Kansas City. Um, and they're both, both my parents are kind of first generation Christian. Um, and it was honestly, like, I feel kind of bad saying this, but I had a really, really good upbringing. I feel like it wasn't like your typical, like, structured, this is Christianity, this is what you do. Um, they were just a beautiful representation of what Jesus is like. And that was at church and at home. Like we constantly had people coming into our home that did not know Jesus or weren't necessarily living a full Christian lifestyle, but my parents just welcomed them as their own. Like my dad has walked girls down the aisle that didn't come from him or my mom that he just raised because they had that kind of impact on people's lives. So um, I just had a really good upbringing. I was brought up in the church and from a young age, I feel like 
I just knew the presence of God. And that doesn't mean I always was like the perfect, you know, Christian girl. Obviously, being a pastor's kid, you you get into some stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I always knew what the presence of God felt like. And I always wanted to be there. You know, I might have gone away, but I always wanted to come back to that. And I think that's just because of just the heart that my parents raised us with. And yeah, me and my siblings, we had it good. So that's awesome. Caleb, again, follow that. Yeah, well, next question last now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I also grew up in a Christian home, and we have I think we have a similar background that mm-hmm. way. Um, my dad's a pastor, and he was in the military before that, um, but growing up, my dad was pastor, and um, it manifested itself a little bit differently in that my parents really modeled their faith by taking risks and stepping out. Not that, I mean, so she was planning in Kansas City, and yeah, that's a beautiful thing. I moved around a ton, so also a beautiful thing, but never really had a home, like a, a place that I. When people ask where I'm from, it's really complicated. But born in Lawrence, Kansas, moved around a ton. Um, ended up in the Pacific Northwest most of my childhood, and my parents were, you know, church planting, built rebuilding. My dad was a builder, visionary, and um, it was really powerful and formative for me to watch my my parents not just talk the talk but really walk the walk and we kind of did that as a family and so I learned from a young age what it looked like just to to step out in faith and take risks and give up comfort at one point when I was 16 um, you could say my dad was a senior pastor of a pretty well-to-do church in Seattle and we left everything and they planted a church in Jackson Mississippi so it's like, it was a crazy time in my life um, but that was really huge for me in my faith, just to watch, man, like, that's not an easy thing to do. And if you wouldn't do that for something you didn't really believe in, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just spoke volumes. My parents never really shoved religion down me and my siblings' throats. I have two brothers. And um, I'm really grateful for that. It wasn't legalistic. It was, I mean, they weren't perfect. There's no perfect family or perfect parent. But I, I feel like for both Michaela and I, we we got really blessed in having parents that try to the best of their ability to live out their faith and model it for us and raise us to love Jesus and to love being in the presence of God and to to follow the the passions that he had given us. And yeah, so that was like for me. And so I ended up back at KU, back in Lawrence, after bouncing all over the country most of my life and went to school there. And um, so now this is a place that we kind of consider home, yeah. um, especially with Michaela being from from the area. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so how did you guys meet? How did God orchestrate this, this union and that you guys are here? And it doesn't matter to me who answers. You can both answer one after the yeah. other. Well, uh, how did you guys connect? I'll start and then you, you can backfill a little bit. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So I went to KU and I went there and I studied Spanish and business and Latin American stuff. Like I, I just, that's what my. See, I never knew that. That's interesting, really interesting. Really, yeah. We should maybe. do the whole next podcast in Spanish. Uh, I then. would. Uh, see, so I would um, say, "Dobla español," and then I'd be done. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and that's a whole other story. But I, that's so I graduated in 2013, and didn't really know what was coming next. But my senior year of college, I was offered an opportunity to go on staff at a church out in the D.C. area on the East Coast. And I was going to have an opportunity to do worship, which I was kind of just doing on the side in campus ministry or in local church that I was involved in um, as they were expanding and launching a campus. And then also do local missions, which I have a a huge heart for and 
Spanish, huge Hispanic population, teaching ESL and translating. And that was huge on my heart. So I was kind of able to do everything that I was interested in doing in one place. So hard to say no. So I ended up moving out there that summer. And a year later, the people who brought me there, who had hired me on, they left. And I felt really strongly that I was supposed to stay. Because at that point, you know, I'd been there a year and I was thinking, man, maybe should I, what should I do now? Because the people that I felt like I was kind of called to go and work alongside, they're gone. So the, the person that ended up replacing him brought Michaela along with him as an intern. Hmm. And so we started, we met that summer and just started. So this was out there. That this was out there, yeah, okay. which is yeah. hugely, you know, which was really ironic. So when I met Michaela and I found out she was from Blue Springs, I was like, Crazy. oh, man, I was just like, I was, I just graduated from KU last year. Like, I just, I was just in, in your neck of the woods. Like, and we have a lot of mutual, really weird, random mutual friends and connections. Oh, really? We didn't really know each it's other. Random, but really? we like. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. But we had, I think we had even like seen each other, but didn't know it and have been in the same place at the same time. And so it was just really like wild. So that's kind of what happened. And all you kind of pick up from there, kind of backtrack a second. But yeah, I mean, that's was pretty much it. Now I get to go second. So I'm the one who has nothing really to say. <laughs> but yeah, I am. Um, so I also graduated in 2013, but not college, high school. So we're about five years apart. Mm. Um, I had to say that. Sorry. I'm seven for my bride. Yeah, she's still way more mature. So I'm I'm, I'm way older. <laughs> so she's, she's way younger. more mature. Huh? She's younger than you. And you. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. 52. She's 45. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you know what it's like. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, no shame, right? So, yeah, after, after, after high school. After 24 years of marriage now. <laughs> <laughs> after high school, I I was kind of praying, like, okay, do I do the college route? and Or do I do you know more like an internship route? And if you know me, I'm pretty – a free, I'm like definition of free spirit. Like I don't like mm. to be tied down to anything or any with it. chair or any, like I would be barefoot all the time if I could. I'm a total hippie. So <laughs> I was like, eh, college, I just, I don't know. Um, and so I moved to Florida and I kind of did like an internship, part of a, in a worship ministry at a church there with a couple, Josh and Leah Wesley. And they kind of had been and remained kind of the mentors or the main people who spoke into me as a worship leader and just as a follower of Jesus. Um, and so I followed them there and I was there for about a year and a half with them. I learned a whole lot. Um, I started to do kind of vocal directing type stuff there, started to teach some lessons there, um, started to worship lead a lot there. And then they felt like they were being called to move to Virginia and sat me down and told me, I was like, oh man, okay, so I have to go to college now? Dang it. Like, I was just like, man, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And they were like, you know, we're praying about um, going here and we feel like we're not finished in ministry with you yet. Like, we want you to pray about, you know, coming with us. And so I was like, didn't take me long to pray. I was like, I'm up for any adventure. I'll go with you. Did you and say so, yes before you started bowing your head? <laughs> yes. I, I was yeah. like, oh, Jesus, am I supposed to go? Oh, yes, I am. Okay. Wait a minute. Go. Your bags are packed already. What are yep, you? It was kind of that. Yeah. So I I went home to Kansas City for a few months, kind of gathered my things, um, and then headed off to Virginia and about a weekend Caleb came knocking on the office door, said, hey, I'm Caleb Weaver. I went to KU. I was like, oh, cool. And I think the cool part about our story is I had just come out of a relationship. He had kind of similarly mm -hmm. came out of a relationship and kind of done with the whole dating thing. Like, I did not feel like I had to prove myself or try to be anything or be anyone. And same for him. So when we met each other, we were just our 
raw, authentic selves, which I think is the best place to be in. What great God timing. I know. It was perfect. I was like, I don't want to prove anything to anyone. Like, this is me. This is my time to just be with Jesus. So did you think that when he knocked on the door, was there that moment of, oh, hey, dude. No, not at all. You like knocking on the door, seeing her. It wasn't. There was none And I already knew she had pipes. Like, I'd heard her sing, and I was like, dang, she's got pipes. But I wasn't. I think some of it was the age gap. Like, I was like, oh, this isn't someone that. You, know, you should pursue where you yeah. want to. Like I wasn't even thinking that at all. And I was I was really content. I think we were both just content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we met, there was no spark. There was no like no love, love at, at first, first sight. sight at all, um, which was actually a beautiful thing. I'm really grateful for awesome. that because like she just said, it didn't take like I will say it did not take long. In hindsight, no. it felt like it took a long time for us to start like talking and dating. But it was like a month later. <laughs> later. Yeah. We met each other but, like beginning of September. And I would say. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. End of November, he was already meeting my parents. I was meeting his, and we knew, okay, mm. this is this is going to happen. Yeah. So that's cool, though. The raw is yes. quick, but yeah. the first, like, it was really expedited. I think because there was no fluff and there was no trying to impress. There was no, we were, and we just spent a lot of time together because we were in the community. Kind of, we were serving together. We had then we were hanging out in friend groups together and just got to know each other and re- like build a friendship really quickly. And we just clicked and sense of humor. And it was like, man, I, and other people I think were speaking more into our, our ears about the possibility of being in a relationship or, Hey, you know, what do you think about her? Yeah. Or what do you think about I him? I think the and, cool part was that everyone else saw it first mm-hmm. before we even did. And that's not something I had or you had in a previous relationship was mm-hmm. just like, we felt like, man, there's so much history with this person this has to be it to make it worth it. And no one else around us was really supporting it. And it was like, man, I just wish everyone else could get behind me so I could just feel validated in this. Right. But before we even had that towards each other, everyone around us was like, hey, I think this would be really good. And so having the support of your community and like the people that you trust and you love was huge. And there was such freedom in that. And right. But there was kind of, that was kind of a turnoff for me initially because I didn't want that. I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to do my own thing. Like, don't tell me who I should be interested in or whatever. But yeah. like the more I got to know her, I'm like, man. I really like this person. Like, she's cool. Like, she's awesome. And this is someone I, I'd actually seen myself just, like, hanging out with. And mm-hmm. we just had a really rich friendship really quick. And it just took off. That's so cool. There. And yeah. you're a sports guy. And, Michaela, you're not a sports girl, Absolutely right? Absolutely not. So, wait, I want to qualify what that means. I'm not an athlete, okay? Okay, <laughs> but you enjoy <laughs> but sports. I, love, I do really enjoy sports. I mean, I went to KU, so obviously I have to be a huge you know, college basketball fan, which I am. It's kind of impossible to go to school there and not be. Um and then I was in. So to put this in perspective, I was in the marching band last. Okay, so I'm not a I'm not a huge <laughs> sports guy. Talents, but, man. That's, that's all right. But no, but just being like a part of that culture and being at every football game and being like really invested in the team, which is not a great team at this point. But it was it was all right for a minute. Um, it's just really but, cool how God orchestrates that, though. And yeah. I, I say that because you almost choked her out with a frisbee. Yeah. So oh. I mean, I do enjoy, I I do enjoy competition and playing games and like. You know, flag foot, like just very informal yeah. forms of, of of athletic activity. But yeah, so one of the first times Michaela and I ever hung out, we were <laughs> with some of my best friends and just invited her along. And we're at this park, I think, and uh, had a frisbee. And I, about a minute in, I'm just like tossing a frisbee back and forth with Michaela, and she's like, "I can see you're kind of just making sure she can like, you know, catch it and like throw it back without, you know, embarrassing herself. Maybe <laughs> That's I guess exactly right. Yeah. Um, and I just like I toss one. And it just pops her right in the throat, and she starts choking. Yeah, she's oh. like, oh, oh, oh no! Like, and at that moment, he knew I was the one. I mean, the most graceful, graceful thing Actually, I could I was have like, done. Maybe this isn't 
<laughs> oh, that's good. You know, Michaela, hearing you say that, that you you were your raw selves. Mm-hmm. I and, and this is about you guys, so this is going to be really short, but I, I sat in the clubhouse, in the Royals clubhouse, and there was a moment that I had where I said, you know, God, um, I've either messed up every relationship I've ever been in or they've hurt me. I've taken something that's not mine or they've taken something from me that's not theirs to take. And I am obviously not the best CEO of any part of my life, especially the dating life. So, God, I just want you to know that I'm done with women. I'm done with females. I'm done with relationships, God. I just So if you've ordained that in my life, I just want you to know I've got different plans. So I'm done. And then a week later, I'm set up blind by the woman I have spent the last 26 years of my life yep, with. that's and how so, it works. You become yeah. friends and you become raw yeah. and uh, you're stripped down, which I wouldn't want it any other way. No. So that, yeah. and, and here's the thing, too, that how long have you guys been married? Five. Going on six going years. On six years. Yeah. It's almost six years now. Mm-hmm. But it, it, and again, there's no perfect family. There's no perfect couple. We've all got our junk. You know, you've got your junk. You, Caleb, you've got your junk. And when you're married, it becomes our junk. Yay. Yep. But and then you form your own junk together. But the cool thing is, is that, you know, you can see the friendship with you guys. You can see, and people say that about my bride and I, because she is my best friend. I, I wouldn't want to spend my life with someone that's not my best friend. Mm-hmm. And it's just supposedly in this fake little, oh, it's the the married couple, you're up here. And and I enjoy that about you guys. You mm-hmm. laugh together, you work together. Yeah. You just enjoy, you, you look like you enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. And and that's how, to me, you can tell that that, that has to be a God-ordained yeah. Uh, yeah. match yeah. in life. So that's really cool to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. One of my best friends would tell me that marriage she was married to, well she was married to my best friend i was hanging out with them a lot when michaela and i met but she would always say yeah marriage is just like a never ending sleepover with your best friend <laughs> and so i was just thinking so that was my those were my optics i'm thinking like i don't want to just i'm not going to just pursue a, a dating or trying to be in a relationship with someone because of the way they look or their talent or like I, it's got to be someone out of a friendship it. with yeah. like you got to hang out with this person every day like yeah. you got to make you got to like this person you know everything kind of Everything else kind of can fade away and wear out. So if you don't really enjoy this person's company, man, you're not going to have a great time. You know, one, two, ten years down the line, it's going to be difficult. So it is difficult anyway, so don't, you know, make it more difficult than it has to be. Absolutely. So we're going to play a fun game to close this out. We don't have enough time to play 20 questions. So we're going to play four questions. Okay. Okay, so it should be eight questions because it's going to be to each of you. All right? And we'll just try to... Have some some fun with this thing. Okay, Michaela, we'll start with you. Okay. What is that you can share on the air? Is there anything embarrassing about him that you could share? That I know like that voice right oh, there. Oh, so, man. There's, is there anything fun? Or Caleb, if you know, just like a fun thing, nothing that's going to throw your bride or your groom under the bus or something like that. Okay. This is probably the thing that makes me laugh the most, mm-hmm. and I just wish I could record it, but I can't get my phone out fast enough, but I can see your eyes. I have no idea what she's going to say. So this um, is great. So when Caleb's asleep, he talks a lot. <laughs> he talks a lot. But it's not like he's talking to someone he knows. It's always like he's talking to someone like he first, like he just met them. So he like, he's like, ha, 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 all right, you too, buddy. All right, uh, oh, no, no. It's good to meet you. Uh, what did cool. you say? Like I'm, walk, like I'm walking like, through the lobby at the church or something. Yeah, like, that's hey, exactly what I was like. How you doing? Oh, all hey, right. man. Good to have see you. Right. What did you say? Ah, brother. Love you too, man. Like right, he just. So I, we need a recording of that. <laughs> I know, and it's hilarious. And I wish I could get my phone out and record it, but it's the funniest thing to That's me. It's awesome. Man. All right, buddy, your turn. Oh, you got anything you can think of, oh, or we man. can come back to it. I'm trying to think. Um, 
Let's come back to it. Okay, so we'll no, because I didn't prepare you guys for that one. That's on me because I told I told you last night, Michaela, when I saw you that there was going to be a couple of these questions. I'm not trying to get in trouble. Not at all. Think about it. All right, so Caleb, this this should be an easy one for you. For you both, this will be an easy one. Um, When something about your bride that could be something you see her do, something you hear her say, something like that, that just you 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 think about it or you look at her or you hear it or whatever and you think i am just so thankful that she's mine mm-hmm. it's definitely the way she treats people the way she talks to people i'm very much a get in get out kind of person when it comes to you know going to the store or going to a restaurant like i'm just kind of want to that's my default nature like i'm trying to grow past that but that's who i am if i if it wasn't for jesus like i wouldn't be a super personable person you know um but when, man, when we're out and about and when we're walking around the city or we're shopping or whatever, she's just so intentional with people and cares a lot and will put herself, like she just does some crazy things sometimes. Maybe this could double as like the embarrassing <laughs> story. I don't know. But um, like to her own detriment, she'll do things um, to try to help people. Like she'll put herself in, in where I'm thinking through, you know, uh, like, the risk analysis of man, like don't jump out of the car at the intersection to go like minister to this homeless person. Like think about, like be a little bit more wise about something like that. You know, like she'll, she'll just do things like that. But I think it's a beautiful thing and just really intentionally cares for people, loves Mm -hmm. them, like wants to show them Jesus, wants to go out of her way to do that. And I think that comes, I mean, I I think that's the spirit of God in her, but that comes without thought. She doesn't have to try. Yeah. You know, and I, I, that I, I'm praying. I believe God put her with me, so that rubs off on me, and I become more and more like Jesus that way. So good. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's so good. Yeah, I'd say um, the thing I love about him most was that even the question. That's just what no, I'm going yeah, to yeah, my yes, head. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> what do I love about him most? Um, I think it is that he makes up for what I lack, and I, I feel like the same with him. But he, I told people he's like a leveler. Like he walks into a situation and. He can hear one side over here and he can hear this other side and he's able to level things. He has a very clear mind when it comes to that of like, okay, how can we do things the most efficient? How can we execute them well? And he can kind of take like like kind of an emotional situation, charge situation of two people kind of coming against each other and he can kind of find something in the middle that everyone can rally around and agree upon. So I feel like he's a leveler. And um, just like I said, I think he... Or he's a man of really strong integrity, like really strong integrity. And I feel like he does everything authentically and to where I can be really rash and I can make really quick choices. And I'd be like, do everything off of kind of what I feel yeah, in the moment. me too. I'm, yeah, see, I don't I'm think. Just, I'm just an in the moment person. Um, but he's like, wait, let's think through this. How can we get the most out of this? That's Versus good. like I could do something quickly and it could be really fun and exciting and look really good. But he's able to get the most juice out of the squeeze, if you will, because he he can really think through things effectively and he makes things better. Awesome. I think we all say that about people, but he really does make things better. Very so. cool. So do you guys play games like board games and stuff like that? Cards? Do you play games? Oh, yeah. We did a lot before children and now we just sleep a lot. Right. So. Well, <laughs> no, nobody would blame you. But before children or even when oh, you do love, it now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who totally. is more competitive? If you could see my finger, it's like, like pointing she, in his direction. She's pointing at me. But. Like competitive <laughs> I think, to, to the point, like, do you like to lose? Can you lose? Can you lose yeah, gracefully? Yeah, I can. I can. I think I'm, I'm a, I know, <laughs> for sure. You uh, just said, she just <laughs> bragged on your integrity, man. You better get I this right. On. Yeah, I think I can. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm very big on, like, 
fairness and playing by like I I want to win because I earned it. So I don't I'm not the kind of person who's going to like cut corners to win. Um, Are like, you a good loser? Yeah, if it's fair, yeah, <laughs> it's fair. Michaela's he good loser? He's he's okay at it, but he instantly <laughs> wants to know. Okay, what went My wrong? Bride, How could Caleb, I have done it better? She would say the same thing. I would have answered like you would, and then she would have said, "Um." He's all right. And then yeah, enough said. Okay, final question for you both. These are in, it's an individual question, not related to the two of you. So I'll give you a second to think about it. I don't care who answers first. This is the radio background in me. This is the catch you off guard in me. But it's really cool, I think, because it allows us to see where God has brought us in our life. All different backgrounds, all different ways we come up, how we meet each other, all those things. So not the physical part, but when you look in the mirror, based on you see where God has brought you in your life, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? And I love that pause because it's, it's so powerful because that's not a question. You could think of for you could think for days, and it's a tough question, and it's always evolving in me. So, when you when you look in the mirror, guys, tell me what you see. I see someone with a lot of room to grow. I've always been. I think I err on. No, I don't think I err on the self-critical side. At the same time, I also see someone who is just extremely fortunate and blessed and doesn't deserve to be where he is. And I try to maintain that um, perspective of gratitude. And we talk about it actually quite a bit right now because we, we've only been here for, I mean, less than a year, nine months or so. And we're just really grateful to be where we're at right now and feel very blessed. And, um, you know, no life is, with, is without its challenges, but man, we just, I think we just choose to focus on all the good that we do have and, even the simple things of, you know, we've, we've got groceries, we've got food in the fridge, we've got a house over our head, we can pay our bills. Um, so I see someone who's, man, just really blessed, but also someone who, man, I'm, I'm aware of my flaws. Um, I like to, one of my favorite things to do with Michaela is just talk about and the things that we just want to grow in and to just challenge each other, hold each other accountable. And she's she knows me better than anybody. She knows my flaws better than anyone and can call me out on those things better than anyone and sees probably what I see in the mirror, you know, as close as anyone would. Um, so yeah, I, I see someone who's got a lot of room to grow, but I'm, I know it's a process and just need the grace of God to continue to, to push me in the right direction. So amen to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Michaela, same question, <laughs> man. I don't, that's a really good question for me. Cause I don't, I'm not the type of person to, even take a moment to look in the in the mirror. Not that I'm I'm very self reflective and like, okay, what can I grow in? What can I be better in? But I'm a think about the future type person. Always onto the next moment before I'm like when I'm in a moment, my mind is in the next one and I can't wait to that's get a, to it. That's a great answer. In the hundreds of people I've interviewed for my radio show or on this podcast or my other podcast, you are only the second person to answer that that way. And the other one is the head of the UFC, Dana White. He's the only other one. He's like, I don't look behind me. I just, I want to move forward. I want to do that. So let me rephrase the question Mm -hmm. because I know you're going to have something good here. Um, Thinking about, instead of looking in the mirror, when you think about um, just where God has brought you, how he's Mm -hmm. gifted you, family, friends, the church, anything you can think about, you know, when you think about what God has done in your life for you, tell me what you think. Yeah, I think more than anything, especially in this season, 
he's brought me to a place where there's room to have pretty much no excuses now to not grow. Mm. And so maybe what I feel like he's been challenging me to grow in is contentment and gratitude for the moment I'm in. Mm, that's good. Um, not looking ahead for what could be, but being grateful for what is and being content in that that is already more than enough than I deserve or could ever need. So I think that's the place that he's brought me to and that he's allowed space for to let grow in me, um, which hasn't always been the case because I'm, I'm a dreamer. I'm just like, well, this could be and this could be and what could we make this and how could we get the most out of this? So for me to be able to say that and to, I feel like I've seen the fruit of it, especially in this last year, for me to be able to say that is only because of Jesus because that's the furthest thing from how I'm naturally wired to think. So yeah. I, I'm really grateful for that. That's awesome. Great answers, guys. And it's uh, it's great to see you and slowly here get to know you because we occasionally get to run across each other's paths yeah. here. Mm -hmm. But uh, thank you for using your gifts and to glorify God in them. I mean, it was so poignant when you said, you know, there's singing and then there's worshiping. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard you sing, but I've definitely heard you worship. Oh. That's for sure. That's, and cool. that's that's a it's that's a really goal. that's for both of you. That's a really cool thing. So, mm -hmm. um, it's cool to get to know you guys a little bit. So, yeah. uh, thanks for taking the time for Thank for you. sharing yeah. your gifts, thanks for having us, for sharing your joys and yeah. and all that stuff. And it'll be it'll be neat to see what God continues to forge with you guys and as we get to develop this relationship. Yeah, thanks so much for having us, man. It's an honor. Seriously, yeah. so absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, that is the Weavers, Caleb and Michaela Weaver. Uh, just uh, it's so cool. And if you if you've not uh, heard them share their gifts, I'm telling you, it's uh, their gift of worship is truly inspiring. And I know this. I'll close out with this: that when I come to church, you know, again, I, we said at the beginning, I've got that gift of of almost an envy of people being able to to sing and have a voice and to worship. But when you're able to come and hear people that are gifted like you two are, but you're lost in worshiping the Lord instead of, wow, Michaela, wow, she can blow those pipes. Like you said, Caleb, you're playing, what, the seventh different instrument today, and you're singing as well and leading. You know, when, when you get lost in that, that gift where it just points you to the Lord, and, and I want to give that to you guys as well. You know, you talked about the fruit, Michaela, of, of your worship, seeing that fruit come back. Um, for me, when I get lost in that, that that's your fruit. When mm -hmm. people are being able to see the Lord, you know, I think that when, when you're joyful in the gifts that you've been given, I believe that it makes God joyful. Like he gave that to you. And when you're enjoying it and using it and leading other people to glorify him and to see him, it's got to give him joy. Right. And so I love that about you guys. Yeah. And we try to do that authentically. I mean, yeah. I shouldn't say we try, but that's the goal is to lead from a place of authenticity. And I think people have a pretty high, if I can say BS meter, <laughs> um, where yeah. they can, see, they can see past that, you know, we're not just jumping around on a stage and it's not a fake plastic smile. It's real. And we're trying to be connected to what we're actually singing. And if these words that we're singing are true, man, they're going to have, or it's going to elicit an emotional response from me. Yeah. And I'm just trying to model for people what I want them to experience in sure. the presence of God and the relationship with him and just live that authentically. And something Sean Struckmeyer says a lot is, are we leading so that we're remembered or that Jesus is never forgotten? And so Amen. do we get kind of lost in the yeah. mix and people just really, they're genuinely just focused on the goodness of God 
and Amen. and him revealing himself to them, or are they focused on man? She she got pipes, man. He can sing or whatever. That's going to happen, but we don't want that to be the thing that people remember. We right. want them to remember Jesus. Yeah. So. Right. And amen to that. I, uh, people can see it when you're happy, but they can feel it when you're joyful. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good, yeah. man. That's, yeah. that, that makes a lot of sense That's to good. me. So, all right. Well, guys, thanks again. Thank and for all the rest of you, um, come and hang out with them on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Yes. Come and hang out on, you know, if you've got the teenage kids, come to Fusion. Come to Paradigm on Tuesday nights. Just come be a part of, of this incredible church that we call Home and Abundant Life. And if you want to know more about the ministries or how you can serve or anything related, just go to livingproof.co. For Caleb and Michaela Weaver, I'm Les Norman. This is the Watching World Podcast. We'll see you next time.